Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Hashtag Leadership, What's On Your Mind. If you haven't already, make sure if you're on the YouTube channel, you hit subscribe. And if you're on your podcast provider, make sure you follow us and let us know your takeaways from each of our episodes. So remember, our goal is to add value to your leadership journey. So today we are bringing to you Doug. How are you doing, Doug? You okay? I'm very good. Very good. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, well, it's amazing. I've been on your show and we're going to talk about your um, your show and the reason why I came across you in the first place in a second. But remember, we've got amazing people with amazing stories and experts in their field coming and sharing their journey in, in leadership. So, Doug, as I hit the 20 minute timer, could you just for the people who don't know who you are, let us know who you are, what you do and then where you are as well. Okay, well, um, I'm based down in Crawley, so that's where I am. Uh, I've been a financial advisor for 30 years, and uh, I was on the brink of bankruptcy in 2010, uh, got caught out by the global financial crisis, and was six figures in debt with a massive mortgage. And then in 2019, I had an offer for my business to sell it for seven figures, Um so that's sort of a little bit of a turnaround over the, the nine, 10 year period. And I put it all down to goals and goal setting. Um, I had a little mini goals book that I wrote my goals in, in 2004, which included things like, you know, running the marathon, owning a Harley Davidson uh, sportster. And uh, the, the book got tucked away in the drawer and I picked it out, I don't know, five or six years later. And 10 out of 11 of the goals had come true, even though I hadn't sort of carried on repeating it. So, so I sort of, when I, when I was close to bankruptcy, you know, the book came out again and I thought, do you know what, there's something in this. So I, I decided that, you know, goals was where I was at and it was the use of goals over, over that nine, 10 year period that, that got me from like nearly calling it a day in my financial services business to finally selling it for a for a huge sum of money which now gives me the time to be able to have a chat with people and share the story and 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 do my podcasts and write my books and but yeah. I'm still yeah I'm still a financial advisor because I love it I just love helping people with their yeah. finances amazing and again there's so much in your story that sort of resonated in my story and I'm obviously at the start um, and some of the things that you really advocate are, are some of the things that are helping me along my journey as well. So hence why you sort of shone out when I, I can't remember exactly how I came across you and um, just through online and networking and LinkedIn probably. Um, so let's start with the two questions um, before we get into the story, because it's a great story. Um, obviously, we're hashtag leadership. What's on your mind? What comes to your mind when you hear the word leadership? I think to be a leader. A proper leader you need to empower your team to develop themselves so i i think that's the most important thing give people that you're working with you know not people that are working for you people that you're working with to make you look great because that's what they do that's what people that are working with you do they make you look great share the rewards that you get as a result of your leadership but then empower them to take make decisions for themselves um, I mean we have a policy in my business that 
you're free to make a decision if you think it's going to impact the business to the tune of it started off with 200 pounds so if you make a decision and it costs us 200 pounds to put it right if you make a mistake that's fine i'll i'll cough up and i'll pay because actually i don't want you coming to me to say can we do this can we do that can we do the other i want you to make those decisions yourself so we've increased the figure to 500 pounds now so so the team don't come to me it's like they know that they're off they're allowed to make things and to be fair they've never made a mistake that's caught you know that has ever cost me yeah. that sort of thing so yeah i've never had to pick up the bill yeah Amazing. so it doesn't you know do you know I, I you said something just at the start then that i, I sometimes work with people and that the simplicity of changing your language and you said that just right then that you work with people that they work with you they don't work for you and and you change that narrative and that one word and it changes a lot of how you communicate, perceive things within a business of people. I, I love that. So staying with you personally, you personally, and, and it's amazing to see how far people go back on this. So whether it's on reflection or whether it was a light bulb moment at the time, where do you think your leadership journey started? I, th I think it goes back it must be 1989 no 87 i suppose i would have been 24 25 okay and i worked for the uh, a building society let's not go with names or anything like that but i worked with a building society and i was um departmental manager so i was looking after a team of cashiers that were just, you know, delivering money for, for the clients, you know, uh, taking the deposits, paying money out, making appointments and all the rest of it. And I was running a, I was running the team there and it, I, I decided that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to sell because I was very, very good at selling. You know, I'd previously been a mortgage broker, uh, or, you know, the mortgage administrator. So, talking to people so i you know i knew that i was good at selling and so i wanted to do that and the mad thing is i, I so i gave my notice and they said well you know what are you going off to do i'm, I'm going to become a mortgage broker and in the estate agents and they said well you're you're mad and it's like well no it says you know i'm I've, I've got all of these targets that you give me i've got all these struggles you know i've got 28 things 28 metrics that you measure me on every single month and you know and i only hit 21 of them and i feel bad about that it's just like it's not good enough and um, so you know i'm failing here and they went oh right well we should have probably told you but the previous guy that we had in or girl i can't remember they were only hitting 14 so as far as we're concerned you're like you're a miracle worker in comparison but nobody ever told me that. But the decision had already been made. You know, so I think that at that point, that demonstrated to me that, you know, I was a leader in that respect. And, and I can remember back then the cashiers would say, look, you know, we need to do these bits and pieces and we need a postcode book. And I was like, right, okay, well, let's get, let's get you one. 
yeah, but we've we've got one between six of us. Well, you know, they're two pound fifty each. Let's get six. Write your bloody name on the front of it. And so you've got your own. So you're not spending time hunting around. And it's like, no, you need to give your people the stuff that they need to be able to do their job. And and you know what? It doesn't cost much. Mm. It really seriously doesn't cost them a great deal. It costs you a great deal to give your team everything that they could possibly need. And once they're happy, they'll move heaven and earth for you. Yeah. Do you know what I love about that story as well? More and more, um, as we go through the podcast, I'm sharing some of my thoughts. And I've, I've said this a couple of times um, about what are some of the themes that come out. And I already know that that has had a big foundational effect on how you, you use and deliver your team and business. Because a lot of people think that these people who are really successful, great leaders, have had it easy or had great exposure to leaders and mentors and actually I think it's the other way around people have who have got it right have had the situational awareness to know to to say that's not right and I don't want to do that again in my journey when I'm the leader so so that's a prime example of that isn't it I can imagine that has really fueled how you treat your team your business because you mentioned it before like give them autonomy give them that the the decision making processes so um amazing awesome so could you i know we've only got well we've nearly halfway through already we only got 20 minutes can you tell us a little bit about your story um to give the audience a bit of a understanding of that low to high and that success journey and if you can put something in, in about leadership in there that would be amazing okay well so we've got yeah so i'm gonna have to be quick right <laughs> Well, back, you know, I got battered by the global financial crisis, as so many people did. You know, I'm a financial advisor. I shouldn't have been in that much debt, right? But, you know, circumstances are just circumstances. Uh, both of my parents died within 12 weeks of each other in 2006, 2007. So with my inheritance, I bought a big house, massive mortgage, bigger than it should have been. So there's a, there's a tip for you. Don't overstretch yourself, okay? Because... Success can sometimes be temporary. So um, so we were robbing Peter to pay Paul. And, you know, by two or three years of doing that, my credit cards were maxed out, my loans were maxed out. And, you know, we were struggling to to make the payments on, on everything. And I joined a group of people, the Million Dollar Roundtable, which is for financial advisors. And, and you know, I surrounded myself some, with some really, really cool people. And at that point, at that low point, when I did not believe in myself, there were people there that could see the essence or the seed of something great in me, which I couldn't see myself. And I think that's one of the things that people should do is surround themselves with people that care, people that have got your back and people that are, you know, enthusiastic and, and can be a mentor to you. And, and they're all around. That's the thing. You know, they're very, very easy to find if you're looking for them. Okay. And you don't need to necessarily have to pay a fortune for them either. I mean, you know, having a really, really great mentor is good, but if you haven't got the money and if you're struggling, then then there will be people around or there will be resources like, you know, hashtag leadership, what's on your mind as a podcast, my podcast goals do come true. You know, you need to sort of, 
fill your mind with this positivity and it will make a, a huge difference to yourself. But mentors are, you know, they're key and, and having a rah, rah, rah team around you. Uh, so very often, unfortunately, we, we have our significant others and, you know, if they've been, been through the, the crap with you, then uh, they're, they're going to be less rah, rah, rah. But, you know, you just have to prove them wrong eventually, which I've now done with my wife of 21 years that, you know, it's all finally come good. So I don't know if that answers the, the, the question for you there, but, you know, my, I had people that were believing in me and that made me look for new stuff uh, that I could bring to my clients, new forward thinking stuff, um, the other thing is don't be miserable because nobody wants to refer somebody that's miserable. Nobody wants to, um, you know, spend time with people that are miserable. So, you know, be upbeat all of the time. Yeah. I think <laughs> when you said about that, surround yourself with people that are going to level you up and have your back and have the interest. That's been quite eye opening for me. Um, hence why it's sort of, um, the kind of looking around the first couple of years of being out of the military, wanting to like know where I should sit and I've now had that experience and I'm sharing that forward in my story of, of like sitting around boardroom tables and going, how have I managed to get in this room or going to the events where you get to speak to the guest speaker and because you're interested and you're genuine and you've got really good questions and you're intrigued, they want to give their advice. They want to share their story. Uh, and hence why I came across you and it, it just all works, doesn't it? It sounds so simple. But not everybody has that mentality. Uh, and that is it. I mean, it's the abundance mentality. You, you know, we've all got so much to share. And, and you, you might think you might be in an industry and you've got, you know, I would seek out the associations that for your individual in, industry because there will be some good eggs in there. And, and the thing about, you know, share ideas, right? What's the worst thing that can happen if you share an idea? If I share an idea with you and you share an idea with me, the worst thing that's going to happen is we'll both walk away with two ideas, you know, so, and, and nobody can do your business the way that you do your business. So you're not giving away the crown jewels because, you know, whatever you share with somebody, they'll put their spin on it. They'll put their bit. And, and so many times people actually won't do anything with the stuff that yeah. you share with them anyway. So, so actually be giving, because it makes you out to be a good egg yourself so that and there's nothing wrong with that yeah do you know what? that's just made me laugh because i remember when i first the first like, like this is like seven years ago when i first wrote on a piece of paper what could i do for my own business i remember having that thinking of i better not tell anybody because they might do it <laughs> that's laughable now because of what you just said because majority of people won't and, and and obviously fast forward now it's because you're part of what you deliver that makes it unique and special. And, and there's lots of financial advisors out there. There's lots of team development leadership gurus out there. It, it's, and you're not going to hit everybody. You hit your people. And, and yeah, awesome. I love that. So can you tell me more about your podcast and your relationship with goals? Because um, I think this is one of the big takeaways that the audience in the last five minutes of this are going to be able to then go, oh, that's interesting. Because I, on my experience of delivering to clients about goals is that they, we, we say it's a good thing. We do some of the things, but not regularly, not regularly enough to make a difference. So, so what have your experiences been with goals, but also being able to talk to people 
about goals on your podcast? Okay, well, I mean, first, the, the first thing about, and the most important thing about goals is having one. You've got to start somewhere. And if you don't believe in this stuff, you need to cut your teeth on some easy ones, some easy wins, okay? Now, when I wrote my goals out in 2004, on there was, I have run the London Marathon. And there's the, the terminology is important too. I have completed the London Marathon, even though at that point, I could run about 200 yards and then I would throw up. Okay. 2005, so just a year, 18 months later, with the right support and the right training, I completed the London Marathon. Now, people say, oh, you ran the London Marathon. No, I ran in the London Marathon. I didn't run it all the way, okay? But I've got the medal, so that's it, okay? I love and that terminology. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's so simple but unique. <laughs> yeah, and how long did it take you? Well, I got back before it got dark. That's, <laughs> you know, again, it's like, look, you know, the time doesn't matter. I've got the medal and a lot of people haven't. So, so there you go. So first off, it's simple. Just write them down. Then the following day, write them down again. Don't refer to the ones that you've done the day before. Okay. The next day, write them down again, write them down again, write them down again. Don't, don't refer back to the ones that you've written previously. So if you can, get a spiral notebook to write them on okay this is the original little book from 2004 oh, I love spiral, that. spiral notebook okay because then you can turn it over without referring what happens then is the really really sexy goals and the ones that are really important to you will be like cream they will rise to the top of the list and you will they will be the first ones that you write down every day and every now and again one will sneak on and then the, then the following day it won't be there and it will never appear again and it was important that day but it's not it's not intrinsic in you it's not that important so write the goals on a day by day basis as if you've already completed them because your subconscious your reticular activating cortex and system does not know the truth from what you're feeding it okay so you tell it that you've already done it then what happens is things manifest themselves doors open you know you're you, you're going forward now because you've got something that you're going for you're going forward doors open opportunities turn up that will move you towards your goals now the thing is that those opportunities those doors they were always there anyway okay you just didn't know the importance of them your brain didn't know the importance of them so all of a sudden now you've given it instructions to look out for things that will allow you to complete the London Marathon, allow you to buy a Harley Davidson 1200 Sportster in blue, okay? Be specific, okay? Yeah. You've got to be specific. So, and, and one other big, big goal, right, that I have is I am happily married to Bonnie. Now, Bonnie, obviously, is my wife. We've been married for 21 years. Now, we've had some shit times money-wise, okay? But telling myself that I am happily married to her means that I cut myself some slack. I hold back on some of the conversations that I'm going to have or some of the things that I might want to say, right? Just because I know that if I say that, she's not going to be happy. So, so, you know, it's a little, it's a little thing, okay? But it's always been there. I'm, I am happily married to Bonnie, okay? 
and that's got us through. So we've been together 25, 26 years, and I'm sure she's wanted to have killed me on occasion, and you know, um, and and vice versa. I think it goes but, with the territory. <laughs> goes with the territory, but it's that sort of thing. So write them down. Start small. I mean, this is the mad thing. My first, my goal back then when I wrote this down in 2004 was I earn a hundred thousand pounds per annum. Okay. And that goal served me for a hundred thousand pounds worth of turnover, a hundred thousand pounds worth of gross profit, net profit, hundred thousand pounds then on my tax, you know, calculation to HMRC. Um, and when I got close to that, I then increased it. I increased it to 200. I knew I was getting close to 200. I and then increased it to 250. And the mad thing is my wife presented my books to me because she works with me. That's all she does now, the books. She presented me uh, my accounts and said, right, yeah, your gross turnover is 250,718 pounds. Right. It's like, holy, holy moly. <laughs> right that's weird so i just changed it i changed it then to five hundred thousand, and less than 18 months later business turned up and they said we'll buy your business off you and they gave me five hundred thousand plus in 2019 and five hundred thousand plus in 2020 okay that's how important goals are to you Awesome. I love that. Well, great way. We've managed to get it just in time as well. <laughs> but no, you're right, because I think there's a fine balance and you're right in exactly what you've said, because there is that element of you mentioned you've got to go and look, you've got to put the action in, you've got to have that mindset of being open to see the doors in the first place and have that kind of forward movement. And, and that's what I always say about it. It's all and good having a goal if you then just sit there and have blinkers on it's it's uh, i like the way you presented that because it was you've got to have your eyes wide open and yes there's a, a brain connection be between writing your goals down and seeing the opportunities but you've got to be up for seeing them in the first place um so yeah amazing thank you so much for your time today um, guys if you enjoyed that make sure you hit subscribe to the youtube channel make sure you follow us and let us know what's your relationship with goals been let us know in the comments below we're going to put doug's um, podcast in the comments below and all the links to go and check him out as well so doug thank you again for your time been a pleasure absolute pleasure and guys i'll see you next wednesday at 6 a.m with another amazing guest speak to you soon bye <laughs>